welcome to Let's Talk About Live Shopping, a series dedicated to unraveling the intricacies of the live shopping phenomenon. I'm your host, Cynthia Nelson, video commerce expert, three-time entrepreneur, Forbes contributor, investor, and advisor. Today, we're talking to Johan Klitkow, uh, CEO of Streamify. Good morning, Johan, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, you know, I always want to know about a founder's story. You know, there's so many different stories and different ways where people get to where they're at. And sometimes it's not a, a straight line for sure. So why did you actually start Streamify? You know, what was your inspiration? Yeah, so I had mainly two hobbies when I was a little kid. I loved music, heavy metal, <laughs> and uh, I loved computers. Uh, both hobbies were really creative. Uh, so I started at a pretty early age, I think I was around 10 or 11, <clears throat> when I got my first computer, huh? and then the whole world opened up. Yeah. Uh, practically all I dreamed of, uh, dreamed of I could make happen. Mm -hmm. So uh, I uh, started a bulletin board system. <laughs> this was way back when computers dialed to each other. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually started making some silly games and started selling them. So then I realized that I could also make money of one of my hobbies. Mm -hmm. Because the, uh, the metal thing <laughs> didn't work out really. <laughs> so I did that practically my whole youth. Uh, and then I started working uh, as a programmer for a while. But then I felt a bit constrained mm -hmm. uh, being an employee. So I uh, started a previous a streaming company, actually, before Streamify. Mm -hmm. I ran this for about 10 years uh, with my co-founder that I still have today. Uh, and this was way back when companies used Windows Media Player to have yeah. video on their website. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of boring. Uh, I come from the advertising industry. So I quickly realized that if you can put branding around the video player, then you might, our customer or client might be able to attract ad revenue. So uh, we did that for 10 years. Uh, we lived well off that company. And uh, then we felt, me and my co-founder, Christopher, that it's time for something else to do for the retail industry, what we did for our previous clients. So we exited that and we started Streamify around 2022. Mm -hmm. Oh, so just about a year. Yeah. About a year. That's great. So, you know, how are brands, you know, you talk about retailers, but how are they using your platform you know, to drive conversion? Because that's the kind of the big thing. Everybody says, oh, I did these videos, I did this, but I didn't really get conversion. You know, they don't, measuring the ROI seems to be kind of a, a problem sometimes. I don't think they're always thinking it through strategically. You know, you just can't put a video up and expect things to just magically happen. But what, you know, how does your platform really help companies achieve the ROI and the conversion and the sales that they need and what's what makes it unique against you know every other platform that's out there yeah that's a really good question you're perfectly right I mean the technology in itself doesn't uh, 
mean great success. Um, but what we do is that we store a lot of data for our clients on their viewers. Mm -hmm. We track a number of KPIs, mm -hmm. uh, like engagement rate, of course, mm -hmm. items put in the basket, items sold, but also a, a big portion of, we call it soft values. Mm -hmm. How much time have people spent uh, engaging with your brand? Uh, what touch points do we have? So we help our clients by delivering all these KPIs in a very easy to read and understandable format. Uh, and we also send them monthly reports on how well they are doing. Uh, and even before we engage with a client, we ask them, what are your goals for using live shopping? Mm -hmm. uh, and then we measure and track everything they're doing and their, their viewers are doing, and that will help them navigate uh, in this space. So on the technology side, so are, you, are you doing mostly all live shopping or is it VOD as well? It's only live shopping, but uh, all live recordings or, or, or live broadcasts are of course recorded and instantly right. available on the site. Right. We actually see that uh, a big portion of the sales happens after the video has yeah. stopped being live. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't always, you can't always make it to the live, but you still want to see the product, right? Unless it was a sold out situation or, you know, you had to be at the live in order to get that, that great deal. We do yeah. find, so I've, we've seen the same thing, uh, you know, stateside with all the, the platforms as well. Yeah. You know, there's been such, such hoo-ha about China, you know, obviously India growing, you know, exponentially in that particular area as well. But what do you think we're missing? It seems to like the, the, it hasn't really quite taken off. Like I think everyone predicted earlier. Um, I think it is going to be a big part of e-commerce, you know, big part of the e-commerce, you know, percentages going forward. But what do you think we're missing to drive those kinds of returns that we're seeing in China. I mean, it's a different market, different audience, different platform, right? But what what do you think is missing or what could we improve on? Yeah, I think uh, that we need to be more and um, more ourselves in the on the screen, dare to be less buttoned up, mm -hmm. be more educational, be more. Uh, be less afraid to talk to the customer, be less afraid of the chat. And we see great examples among our customers. The ones that does it best are the ones that let almost let the audience control the content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have uh, several examples, but uh, one woman who I really love looking at, uh, one of our uh, clients, she just shows up uh, and then if people ask her something in the chat, she can go off camera and change dress, put mm -hmm. on a belt or a handbag or whatever. And she sells enormously much because she listens to her audience and she is herself. What mm -hmm. you see is what you get, kind of. So the talent side, that also brings up a great you know, conversation related to talent because not every talent can actually be authentic and convert customers, right? It's, it's you know, a lot of companies have, have hired, you know, big 
big talent, right? Spend a lot of money on talent and then they get them on screen and they can't really, they can't really sell and convert. So that whole kind of talent training seems like, you know, an opportunity for companies. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you drive a lot of traffic if you have a celebrity, but what people mainly want to see is the product expert. Mm -hmm. We also have clients of ours that are doing really well by using the regular in-store personnel that mm -hmm. knows everything about the product and like to talk to people. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Yeah. The in-store personnel, I think, is an underused resource. Yeah. Because they are enthusiastic. They love the brand. They're there. They And they, like, again, yeah, they get the training on the product. They know all about it. They know the use cases. They know how it's being used, why it's being used. Um, a lot of them are not, uh, 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 not everybody is camera ready or is is not, a, you know, afraid of talking directly to a camera, you know, versus talking to a, in, a customer versus a hundred people on, on a, on a live situation. But I think once they get used to it, that it's just, it's like a conversation, like what we're having, it's no different. Yeah. It's no, no different than a Zoom call, really. So, I mean, to, to, summarize, to, summarize, um, to summarize, I think... Um, in West and maybe the, the States as well, I think it's a little bit too buttoned up. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be a giant production. Right, yeah. right. It's only a conversation with your dear customers. And if you do that well, you will increase the brand awareness. You will sell more. You will grow viewership. You grow everything about your company. And if... If you're not on the bandwagon, you will be run over by smaller, hungrier companies that utilize this technology. Right. And then, you know, if you're looking into the future, like if you had a crystal ball, <laughs> yeah. what do you what do you see as kind of the biggest opportunity in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months? So I truly believe that live shopping or video commerce will be a mass market product. And the company who will win that fight is the company that has the easiest and best product that gives the highest value. So we have invested heavily in making our product super duper easy to use. Uh, it's a common misconception that you need, you need a big team to implement live shopping. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in our platform, you just drop a link and we connect directly to your e-commerce store. So the biggest opportunity is that more and more companies jump on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And then I think we will be a really good vendor for these companies that need a quick and easy platform that gives them high value for a, a, a good price. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And um, sorry, I said you were from Denmark, not Sweden. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I should know my husband's Swedish, actually. So I should have that should have come to mind originally. Anyway, thanks so much. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you very much.